I definitely think there's a place for TikTok. I don't think you can sell like Instagram, which is just put a product up and sell it. But the, the perfect example is- uh, You're listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast with me, Jason Hunt. The mission with this show is to discuss all things marketing, sales, and mindset. It's my hope for entrepreneurs like you to get the most from your efforts so that you can focus on what you do best. Let's go. You are listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast. I'm Jason Hunt, and I'm here with Henry Whitfield from Click Dealer. Henry is the head of international business development for Click Dealer, where he also leads their lead generation team as they tackle the North American market. Click Dealer is a global affiliate marketing agency that makes performance marketing accessible, convenient, and human. Welcome to the show, Henry. Awesome. Great to finally be here. I know we've been trying to do this for a while, so uh, I'm happy that we were able to finally connect and, and get on here. Definitely. I mean, we've crossed paths so many times over the last few years at conferences and shows, and we speak around the, the same topic, but in kind of a different lane. So I'm glad yeah. we can kind of combine forces today to talk about lead generation tactics in 2021. I'm excited for this topic. Yeah, they, they even stuck us back to back at, at uh, the European summit this last weekend. So giving the Canadian guys the 8.30 a.m. slot on a Saturday morning, uh, what a move. There's no other way you can do it though. When you're doing these virtual conferences overseas, like literally I'm having my morning coffee and people are probably on their third beer over in Marbella, Spain, where the conference was being broadcasted. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just drinking the wine and the beer while we're just trying to get out of bed. That's um, right. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I guess, you know, where we can start off here is maybe Henry, you can give a bit of background on how you stumbled in the marketing in the first place. Uh, that's uh, that's a great question, and it was really stumbling in. So, uh, in university, I, I have to go all the way back there. Uh, I I dabbled in SEO and, and did some writing. I was doing an English and journalism degree, uh, and so on the side, hustling, you know, working jobs, but also doing writing, and that kind of went to content marketing a little bit, and then also just into SEO, um, just kind of dabbling, and and I eventually put that to the side because I. I chased uh, broadcasting. So I was trying to do sports broadcasting, like every kind of kid, you're either trying to become a musician or trying to become a broadcaster or I don't know. Uh, so for me, I really just was pursuing that, um, but then woke up one day after returning from my older brother's bachelor party and, and hanging out with guys who worked in this industry, performance marketing and said, okay, I wanna go to Toronto and I wanna make money. So my wife and I, we packed up our car, moved to Toronto um for a marketing gig uh completely out of my comfort zone uh that company actually folded so there i was freelancing and i got back into content marketing and seo and everything trying to just make money for the family right my wife had kind of or my girlfriend then had trusted me to move to toronto and with you know with big dreams uh and that's when i i started a, a company called f5 media so they were based in in liberty village in toronto uh they were a marketing and affiliate marketing network built by affiliate marketers. So some of the guys behind STM and you know the affiliate world conferences uh, had had put together a network, and that was exciting. It was my first foray into what a pixel was, uh, what Facebook marketing really was, really understanding uh, how the sausage was made. And I started as a, a campaign manager and just kind of worked my way up uh, until that company was bought and and uh, sold. Uh, and and shut down eventually and kind of for parts, if you will. And I ended up at the current company that I am now. And that was an opportunity that I definitely didn't see coming uh, working for Click Dealers. So moving from a startup 
to a pretty big international company that's based all over the world. Um, and I've just kind of ended up doing what I'm doing now. So it's been a pretty quick progression, but you know, uh, as you know, anything can happen in, in the world of digital marketing. So here I am now working in my role where I, I oversee our international like affiliate team, a lot of our supply channels. And as you mentioned in the introduction, a big focus over the last you know two and a half years on lead generation uh, in North America specifically, where we've you know we've grown quite a bit, and that's how we connected. So there, there's the yeah. five minute drill on who I am and where I came from. Aspiring sportscaster to uh, <laughs> world traveling marketer. That's uh, that's quite the journey. And uh, and yeah, you know, a great segue to lead gen tactics, which which what this topic is about. I'm sure uh, I know a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs and small business owners that um, you know are focused on the day in and day out of their job and their and their one thing, and they don't really have time to focus on lead generation, which is really the mm -hmm. pulse and heartbeat for a lot of businesses out there. So maybe we can dive right into some of the tactics that are that are actually working in 2021 and 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 maybe we yeah. can touch on some of those tactics that are, are not working or maybe outdated for sure i'm i mean it's really interesting what we've learned over the last year and a half with covid right it's uh, there's a lot of companies who are reluctant to get into the online lead generation or we're doing lead generation didn't even realize it by just having a presence online um, I know that you talk a lot, obviously, about the Facebook leads and, and turning those into sales and customers. From our point of view, we look at it a little bit differently uh, and the tactics that we see. We see a lot of different type of media buying, whether it is Facebook or, or search or paid traffic uh, and through a lot of different lenses. Uh, so it could be anything from Facebook to Instagram to TikTok, uh, all the way back to stuff that's traditional like search and organic SEO and all that sort of stuff. So. I mean, the place to start is that if you're not doing lead generation 2021, you're really falling behind your competitor. It doesn't matter whether you're a, you know, a laundromat or if you're a copy company or if you're a marketing company, you can be leveraging you know, the digital world for lead generation so many different ways. Um, that's kind of what inspired us to, to move into lead generation was our background is in dating and mobile content, all these other things that are always in flux. And we really saw lead generation as a huge opportunity to get in something evergreen or and something that all businesses are going to be doing, whether whether the vertical or the market, the regulation uh, or the niche, there's always going to be that demand for high quality leads. Um, and so from the flip side, the kind of the tactics that we're seeing is definitely companies that traditionally may not have been doing online lead generation, really dipping their toe in and seeing the results. And one of the best stats that I've seen over the last little while was a stat that I, I pulled up and I, I'm gonna not miss, I'm not gonna be able to attribute it properly, but I think it was something like 62% of companies that invested last year in Instagram or Facebook are planning on doubling down this year based on their results. It's B2C uh, businesses, no matter the industry, they're looking at reinvesting and doubling down because of the results that they saw, which is crazy when you think about it in terms of, um, just a massive amount of engagement that people are seeing uh, without customers walking through the door, without that normal type of marketing that they'd be doing. Scary as a marketer, uh, seeing yeah. that competition coming <laughs> down the pipeline For sure. uh, inevitably, but on the flip side of it, um, it's a, there's a silver lining because small businesses and businesses that need and require leads are going to require services like yours and mine to help them navigate these waters in 2021 as it does become more sure. competitive. 
Definitely outsourcing. I mean, the overhead of doing it yourself and the cost of, of the ROI that you're losing or not even understanding how to gauge your ROI with these platforms can be very daunting. Um, as, as you and I both know, when you're buying media, there's so many things that could go wrong and there's so many steps. And it's definitely that, that, that mom and pop or that medium to small business right now, those are the ones that can leverage it the most, but probably lack the skills to do it. You often hear of people who's like uh, nephew or niece are the ones doing it for their business, right? Uh, and making those kind of impacts on social media or Facebook. Uh, so for companies like us that, that can help drive leads, there's always going to be a market, um, especially because there is such a barrier to entry. But one of the stats that I pulled for our, our presentation this weekend was uh, a huge um, a huge gap of knowledge where businesses are looking to outsource their leads, but there's no expert in their industry to be able to drive a high quality lead. I think that's where people like you come in uh, or like ourselves, where we can do the research find out exactly who the customer is and know where to find them. But there's often when you try and outsource, that person doesn't understand who you're really looking for. So finding a good partner is just as important as making decision to invest in finding customers or clients or selling products. Invest in the time because that's a big piece, right? Like anybody can deliver leads. You, you, anybody can yeah. get your leads. Any marketer under the sun can go there and run a lead gen campaign on Facebook and get yeah. your leads. But um, the missing piece is the quality lead right and and the fact that there is a nurturing process that needs to take place and also there is a a, a funnel or you can call it a filter yeah. whatever you want to drive people into your ecosystem and it's so important the journey that they take to get there and and i'm a big proponent of of providing that value up front in some sort of a way, whether it's a downloadable PDF, webinar, video, whatever that is, is a great segue into that ecosystem. And then, you know, the client really needs to spend some time on nurturing that relationship because I mean, we live in an era now where people have options and, yeah. and there's there, you know, Google exists there and everybody's using it now. So I guess my next question, Henry is, is how can a marketer or a business differentiate themselves from the noise in the competition? I think one of the best tactics you can use is something you just said, which is like using a hook or, or something to get them into your ecosystem or get them into your system. So giving them something, it's not hard to, to give them a PDF or an ebook or a quick video guide on something that you send them, send to them uh, and they sign up for, right? And give them the value right away once you capture them as a lead. Uh, I think that's a, a great tactic. And, and you see it, uh, especially what we're doing. We work with affiliates who the really smart ones and the savvy ones are the ones who spend the time to build a brand, whether it's a Facebook page and then has a, a website that backs it up or Instagram. It's a little different than the BTC side, but the same concept applies is if you spend that time to invest and build out a brand and then give a little bit of value, you're not just selling that lead to me who's selling it on. You can now remarket and retarget those leads. You've got their email, you've got their contact. And it's the same thing for a business, right? Is you've got them, you're able to really nurture and grow that lead. So I think it works for both sides. I think giving a little bit of value, um, giving them a taste of what you can offer and how, how easy is it to put together an ebook of like a top 10 reasons for, uh, or top 10 ways to get um, customers on Instagram, for example, like if they sign up with you or top 10 ways to convert a lead or here are the top five mistakes that people make. Like those are the types of things that are super easy to do. Um, and I definitely think those are things that you can throw out there and just kind of kind of reel in customers. And there's so much noise out there you have to cut through. And I think for me to go one step further is my background in journalism tells me 
I always want quality. I don't want, I don't, you know, I want my ad copy to be excellent. I want it to be engaging. I want to make sure the words I'm using are the right words. I want to make sure there's no mistakes or typos. Um, the number of ads or websites or Facebook pages that contain typos or misspelling or the wrong word just drives me nuts because like, I think you said it to me actually on a clubhouse we did, no one goes to Facebook wanting to be a customer. They don't go to Facebook to be a customer. They go to Facebook to engage with friends, family, look at memes, look at whatever they want to look at. Your job is to turn them into a, a customer. And so there's so many things you can do wrong to drive people away. You have to limit those. And so uh, kind of getting away from your original question is putting good quality out there and putting out, like putting an excellent foot forward is the first step to getting quality leads. Yeah, I think, that, and that's the point, right? Is a lot of people, and it's a great point you bring up. A lot of people are neglecting the mindset of that person that's coming to their, seeing their ad on Facebook. People are not mm -hmm. in the mindset of, hey, I'm going to go buy yeah. something. I know Instagram's making some changes around that, and they want to be more of that one stop e commerce platform. That's kind yeah. of the way they're trending. Um, who's to know if that, you know, comes to fruition or not but um but it's it, it's interesting to think that 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 mindset is different and you need to build that intent behind a facebook user because there is zero intent there right yeah. um so it, it, it for for click dealer and, and for yourself henry are, are there certain platforms that you see are working much better than others in terms of let's compare some of these social media platforms uh you know facebook yeah. linkedin i had a call with pinterest the other day which was interesting as well but what platforms are you seeing the most success in I think you have to really reverse engineer and th think about where your customer is going for and what they're using it for. So that would be your first thing, kind of a, not to dodge your question, but let's say for lead generation, we work with a lot of different verticals. So let's say you're looking for insurance or you're looking for an insurance product or a home service. You're always going to go to Google first. You're going to search or you're going to go to YouTube. YouTube is, is going to be more so if you already know what that product or service is, because you're going to, you're going to search for, um, a review probably, or a comparison on Google. You're going to get you like search for top five insurances in my area or like comparing uh, a type of insurance with a nut, like Geico with freedom or, or whatever the insurance is. And those are things you're going to naturally do. So if you're working in those verticals, that's an easy place to start because you know where people are going to get more information about services. Uh, if you're looking at something else, um, I don't know, like an e-commerce product, then something great like Instagram, because people can visually see the product that you're looking at or TikTok, which is really taking off. Um, you know, I got hit with a KFC ad at like 1 a.m. last night. Like just the timing was really interesting to me. They uploaded a new TikTok, uh, a KFC ad about a new sandwich at 1 a.m. And so the, all the comments were about, oh my God, you're hitting me right when I'm having a craving. So people are going their apps and ordering food. And it's like thinking about what people are doing at what time and what kind of a customer is where on that platform is the way that I would start in terms of platform. Sorry, go on. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, let's hit on that. Let's hit that for one second. Okay. Let's hit on yeah. TikTok because I think it's a very interesting platform. I've done some preliminary testing on the platform. I'm surprised at how low the click cost was, the cost per click. Yeah. Um, but just being a TikTok user, I use TikTok quite a bit. It probably consumes the majority of my time from all the social media platforms. Um, 
it's uh, I, I don't get lured off that platform though. It's very difficult to pull me off of TikTok because right. of the way the platform is. It's it's short tidbits of content, video content, and I'm just addicted to scrolling to see that next yeah. piece of content. And I, I, if I see an ad, I know an ad. I can smell an ad when I see it. <laughs> and you know, people are not good at TikTok marketing. You can't grab an ad on it from Instagram or Facebook, stick it on TikTok. It's just not going to work. Yeah. Because people will sniff that ad out there and they'll just swipe away. You have to create your ad on TikTok based on a trend. That's the only way it's going to uh, work. And, and that's exactly what it was. It was on a trend. It, it was uh, the woman running through the building uh, and it had the, the colonel's face on it. And I can remember it. And like, I'm like you, I know when an ad's hitting me, right? Like I, I know when I'm getting an ad and I watched the whole thing. I was like, this is genius. I, and the first thing I did was I looked at the comments uh, and everyone was like, it, 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 we knew it was an ad. I might not buy, buy that sandwich last night. I'm going to eventually buy that sandwich maybe, right? But for other people, like I think you hit it right, right on. Is not all ads work on every platform, and for TikTok, you really need like an eighteen-year-old kid or like a really creative mind on your team to get in there and just be on top of the trends, just busting out information. Uh, you look, the NHL just did it. They just hired uh, Josh Richards, one of the biggest TikTokers in the world, to uh, be their ambassador for the NHL to get break into the TikTok market and that younger generation. And so I, I definitely think there's a place for TikTok. I don't think you can sell like Instagram, which is just put a product up and sell it. But the, the perfect example is uh, selling clothing or fashion, right? Ever, like uh, there's a lot of brands that are in there that are getting, you know, either sending free clothing and you got reviews and all that kind of stuff. And that's a way that you could be selling product on, um, on TikTok. You can be paid to make videos as well, right? So I don't think it has to be a traditional ad on TikTok to make it work or even paid ads on TikTok. I think there's definitely a way as a business uh, to go viral. There was a great example I saw recently, which was an ice cream company in Toronto. Um, and they do Caribbean flavors. And I can't remember what the ice cream company is, but they hired a guy uh, last year and things weren't going great. And he's had a couple viral videos and he's the face of the brand on TikTok. And he's incredible. He makes great videos. Uh, and now they're expanding to the US. And I only know about them because of TikTok. Mm. Um, and so for me, I think there's ways to really harness it. And there was no paid ads. That was just viral videos. And now they've been able to build their brand. People in the US are begging for it because they love the idea behind it. And I think there's ways to think outside the box and really take advantage of these emerging platforms. Uh, I think it's taken a while for people to get a hang of TikTok. Um, I know at first getting an account was a headache. Now you can get it in 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, and so I think that drove a lot of marketers away. But if you're a small business and you're in any way trendy or functional, no, you don't even have to be trendy and functional. Just make yourself trendy. Follow some trends, get out there. There's doctors working and using it, dentists using it, uh, police officers and firefighters are using it. I think you just have to be interesting. Uh, and if you're not, hire a kid that is. Mm. Like, it's not that hard, like, yeah. to be honest. use the Because the algorithm is something you just talked about. It keeps you on the platform and it knows exactly what you want. The algorithm on, on TikTok has to be better than any other platform in delivering the content you want. Stop wasting your marketing dollars on campaigns that don't get you measurable results that you really care about. Start driving more customers to your website with unique digital marketing plans that actually grow your business. We've worked on marketing campaigns for clients in a variety of locations, during which time our team has helped rank numerous businesses through effective search engine optimization and branding through social media marketing. Invest in the future of your business with Merged Media. 
one of Canada's top digital marketing companies. I love it. And, and, and the ability for anybody to go viral yeah. is, is, is unlike any other platform. I mean, Instagram's trying to be a copycat model of that with reels, but yeah. it's uh, nothing's like, like you can, like I've had something hit uh, 750,000 people. Um, wow. Doesn't mean I have 750,000 followers, but it was one video and it was a video of my dog that just, it hit. And <laughs> I probably got about a hundred new followers, all dog lovers. Not my target audience, yeah. <laughs> but but the point is, is that anybody can go viral on the platform with the right video, right? Um, I I, I want to switch gears or switch lanes for a quick sec here, Henry, and talk about um, the actual capture of the lead and and what's working in 2021. Because um, you know, as we talk about the noise in the feed and people are just trying to sift through the noise of advertising and people try to sell them things. What do you find is the best process? Is it still sending somebody to a landing page and getting them to fill out their information or is there, is it capturing them real quick on a, on a lead gen form on a social media platform? I think it depends. And again, it depends on your intent. We work with a number of different things. So we work with uh, Facebook forms, for example, we'll work with those. Um, but we'll also work with our own landing pages. We'll work with an advertiser's landing page. A lot of what we're doing right now with our trusted publishers, we'll work with their landing page. So we'll just host and post um, leads to our, our advertiser when we built up a relationship and give them kind of that creative control. I, I, I don't know if there's a, a best way. I think that there's a lot of ways to do it. I think anytime you can cut down the noise on moving from one platform to another uh, always helps with getting that initial conversion. But Facebook, for example, really limits you on what you can do. So if you can send that lead to a landing page and really nurture that lead, so give them a little bit more information, really get them into that funnel, as you, I guess, traditionally would call it, and create a better lead than maybe just that initial in interaction, I think that's always better. From our point of view as a network, we want quality leads going to our buyers, right, and the people we're selling to. So it's a little bit different than if I was the actual business, but at the same time, if I am the actual business, don't I wanna pre-qualify them a bit more? Don't I want to make sure they're really in, you know, the customer that I want and not wasting my time? So I think there's two ways to look at it. If you're just looking to get brand interest or you're just trying to get that initial top level information, sure, you don't need a landing page. But I think there's a great way to nurture a lead or have quality control by having a landing page in there. Having the right landing page, though, is so important. Um, you know, everything from design to flow uh, to the color and, and everything like that is as it's well documented, but I think for me, having the landing page just covers so many bases in terms of quality control, nurturing the lead, um, and, and just a lot of different things that it does for all sides. It naturally creates that filter, right? Like it yeah. naturally creates that filter. The more, the, the more information they need to input into a lead form, I mean, more trust they have in you as the business, but also more work they have to do as the lead. And that's going to breed a qual more quality lead. You can easily mm -hmm. get cheap leads from Facebook by having them just submit their name and email. That's a no brainer, right? And it's auto populated yeah. most of the time too. So that's a, that's a great point, right? And it's breeding that quality lead, not just any lead. Or if you're going to breed a cheap lead or a, you know, a lead that's only submitting their email information, then it just needs, there's more requirement of a heavier nurturing process. For right. sure. I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about, um, you know, cause a lot of our listeners may not have a budget to invest thousands of dollars into an agency to generate them leads. Maybe there are some tools or, or, or things a small business owner can do that have time to devote to this. Maybe you haven't some insight on that. 
I think the first step is look at what your competitors are doing. Uh, I think if you're only getting into it now, then your competitors or you have competitors in your market that are doing the same thing. And there's lots of tools out there that you can use free versions. If you're doing search, a product like SEMrush uh, has a demo account that you can do. It's going to limit you, but you can look at, you know, for those not familiar, it's a search engine tool to look for keywords and, and backlinks and lots of different ways to look at competitors. Uh, you can look at Facebook pages. You can see all the ads, the, the ad library that they're running. Uh, I think that's a great tool. Before you spend anything, you have to do your research, if you're, especially if you're limited uh, in terms of your actual budget. So I would just say, learn what you're getting yourself into. Um, and then really, as it, like for Facebook, for example, it's very easy to burn your money on a platform like Facebook if you don't know what you're doing. There's lots of great people out there uh, that share content on how to drive quality leads or will do a demo on, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, so I think doing your research and, and getting yourself familiar and then making sure whatever you're willing to spend, you're willing to lose. So making sure if you are a small business or, um, or by yourself and, and whatever you're doing, making sure you're able to, to lose that money um, and, and really that it's not going to sink you. Because if you're not comfortable spending $500 and just looking at the data and then looking at what you're going to do, then it's going to kill you, right? You're, you're, it's just going to be a negative experience. Uh, so I think definitely doing your research, understanding what your competitors are doing, get the free intel of what they're doing. Who are they targeting? What kind of ads are they doing? Um, and then going from there is the number one thing I could say. And then when you are spending money, just make sure you know you, you're thinking long term. You want to be able to have you know a week to two week period minimum, in my opinion, for testing any type of traffic. That first week is testing and then optimizing, right? That's how I always look at it. Whether it's native, whether it's Facebook, whether it's search, you have to build in whatever your budget is, some time for things to mature and see how those leads are performing, see how everything's performing to make an educated decision. So that's how I, those are the two kind of things I would focus on. Yeah, I think uh, that's a great point that you bring up there. And that's deploying patience, I think, is, yeah. is that's kind of the point that um, you're alluding to there is really people, it's not like you're not going to get a quick bucket. It's very rare yeah. that you're just going to run a campaign to a cold audience and make a quick buck. It takes a certain level of patience um, to develop those audiences and and create that customer journey, I guess you could say, right, where you're hitting that person with the right ad yeah. at the right time. And that that does take time to to do that. And and I, I say this a lot to people on, on Facebook, specifically Facebook, Instagram, is you don't want to run that retargeting right off the bat, especially on a low budget, because you don't have a big enough pool of people to retarget. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you tell Facebook, you set up a campaign for retargeting, um, and let's say you're spending $10 a day to hit a retargeting audience of 100 people, um, you're going to, Facebook's going to spend that money and they're going to yeah. get maybe 15 of those people. And there you go. You do the math and, and it's a crazy cost per impression, right? So um, that's why you have to kind of develop that pool of people before you commence the retargeting. And, and that really depends on budget and time, right? Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the hardest things is like, if you go into the Facebook interface, like the ad, the ads manager, it can be super daunting. Uh, it's one of the more complicated platforms. Uh, in my opinion, in terms of everything you can do, the type of the campaign, how you're setting things up, like you said, adding, retargeting, setting your budgets, what's a CPC or, or ECPM or, or you know, um, what, what are all these different things that you've never seen before? As a small business owner, you could have no idea what's going on. Um, so I definitely think patience is important, uh, spending the time to look into it and really just like, like you said, like being aware of where your money's going. 
like that was a, the best explanation of retargeting and how not to do it. I think I've heard is that, like simply put, if you don't have enough people to retarget, you're you like you have a tiny pool to pick from. And and if it didn't work the first time and you're retargeting them, you've got a tiny audience. Why is it going to work the second time? A hundred percent. And, and you know, and I think something else that we kind of glazed over real quick is when we say retargeting, I mean, there's Facebook retargeting, but yeah. there's all in all this increasing the ad frequency across the board, whether they saw a native ad and then retargeting them with, yeah. the, with, the, you oh, know, yeah. with Google remarketing, whatever it is. I mean, I think that's the thing is everyone puts all their eggs in one basket when really they need to start thinking about an omni-channel sort of approach to it. That, I completely agree. One of the studies I was looking at uh, said that businesses were seeing for every channel they added, was was up to like 20 to 30 percent increased roi by just adding a multi-channel approach so when i have guys starting on lead gen let's say they're starting with facebook the first thing i'm telling them okay facebook i want you building out an, an actual website to back up that facebook page so that you can start getting organic traffic too and then if you're mailing then you're you're capturing that email and now you're doing mailing as well so you've got mailing you're looking for organic and you've got your facebook with that information you can also be doing paid seo you don't have to go for high high target, but just getting stuff out there. And and all of a sudden you're looking at three or four different channels. And as you just said, like the more they see your ad and on different platforms and retargeting and they're seeing things, the more likely they're going to become a customer um, and the more value they are to you as well. If, if, if you're a, a, an affiliate marketer or a business owner and you can get them coming back, that's the most important thing. Um, and so we all, I always say it, one of our biggest examples is a home services. He does roofing windows, whatever you name it, uh, has a great website, has a great Facebook page, does mailing, just is able to bring back leads. They're able to get, you know, roof repairing tips that first time. So they get, you know, they go through that flow, but then they're like, oh, I'm going to go look at that, that website too. Cause I saw they had something about windows and I get, need to get my windows replaced. They built up really good quality content on Facebook and on, um, uh, organic website and they're keeping people in there. They've become an expert, mm. right? They, and, and originally they, they're not a roofing company. They're not a windows company. They're lead generators. And they've been able to build out a really great presence. Um, and I think that's something that if you can do that, you're just laughing, mm. uh, especially with, with multiple channels of, of marketing, um, just without even talking about Facebook rollout updates or iOS updates for devices and all these other things that come out um, before you even talk about that side of things, just the fact that having multiple channels uh, involved is just going to improve your effectiveness as a marketer. And we're talking about like multiple channels on digital, but this this can apply to yeah. traditional as well. Because if you factor in, if you're doing flyer drops or you're going to live events and your banners mm -hmm. there, you know you have an opportunity to use a platform like Facebook to retarget people in a certain postal code or at a physical location. So yeah. you can, when we say increase ad frequency and somebody says people need to see your Facebook ads five, six, seven times, they could have seen the first ad at a trade show, you know, and it's a matter yeah. of just continuously getting in front of them. And like, like Henry said, they're just bringing them into your ecosystem and keeping them there and keeping them coming back. So, yeah. We definitely talk about that with, I guess, seasonal burst campaigns. So right now with heat waves going on, if you're selling an e-com product, um, like an air conditioner or something like that, which is completely changing topics. But going into that, if you're doing online ads, but then you're going to be putting in the paper or TV ads or radio ads or uh, flyer drops or anything like that, you know, obviously it's completely out on a different side, but it's very accessible now than it was 10 years ago in terms of getting into these traditional media uh, uh, spots that, you know, getting in the paper, you're targeting the right kind of person that's going to buy 
from you as well if that's your customer so i think there's lots of ways you could combine digital marketing and traditional marketing like i i did newspaper ads for a while um you know way back when where i was doing writing for somebody um who had contacted me and it is like a whole different world and a whole different audience than you're getting on facebook or google um or who's picking up a paper right so uh, yeah i think i think the more the more outside the box you can think, which is sometimes going traditional, uh, can only benefit you. And I, I love the idea there for B, B2B businesses. You, you compound the trade show with the ads you've been running on LinkedIn, and all of a sudden, like, man, I've seen that guy on, on LinkedIn, or I've seen that brand, or vice versa. I saw it at a trade show, and I'm seeing it on LinkedIn. Um, I think it'd be super effective. Mm, mm, uh, definitely, 100%. Man. Henry, we could talk for hours about this stuff, um, <laughs> and I'm sure we will the next time we see each other. Um, but uh, what's the best way that our audience can get in touch with you if they have any questions? So you can find me on on social media. I think my Instagram is at the Henry Whitfield. Uh, that's you know open for for public if anyone wants to pop in there, or if you want to check out Click Dealer and sign up there because you're an affiliate marketer or you're looking for leads, uh, you can check out ClickDealer.com/leadgen. And you can sign up there. So it's pretty, pretty simple and straightforward. Um, yeah, that's that's the best way to get a hold of us. Awesome, Henry. Um, I'm gonna hit you with a few rapid fire questions before we end today. You cool with that? Sure, fire All away. Right. Let's go, let's go. Who's your favorite superhero? Uh Superman. Morning or night person? Morning. What's your next travel destination outside of Canada? Uh, in a week and a half, I'm going to New York City. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, affiliate summit? Affiliate summit is. Yeah. So we're back oh. on the, I got my second jab. So I'm going to a 35 degree New York city in the middle of the summer. Looking well, forward to it. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Your biggest addiction? Um, probably social media. A hundred percent. Favorite social media platform? Uh, oh, that's a tough one. I probably Instagram right now, but I'm, I'm getting into TikTok for sure. It's, uh, it's definitely getting up there. Nice. Last question. If you could choose anyone to represent your brand, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Uh, to represent my band, my brand? Um, you know who I love? And it goes back. I worked at Starbucks for a long time. I'd get Howard Schultz up there to represent my brand. I love, like, I'm a huge fan of Seattle guy, but um, it might be weird. I don't know if you're looking for someone else, but in terms of a business leader and someone to be at the head of my my brand and my business, I'd go with him. This is episode 82 and nobody has dropped that one yet. So it's a first. <laughs> I don't know what you normally do, like an athlete or an actor. I'm not sure. Anybody dead or alive, man. That's great. That's perfect. That's perfect. Hey, you said it, man. You love the brand. It's, it's, uh, that's, that's a great one. If, if people think that we prepare these questions, that we do not. So it's all real. Awesome. Henry, thanks again for your time. Uh, it's been a slice and, and we'll be talking to you soon. Awesome. I appreciate it. And there you go, Lead Gen Tactics for 2021. Um, Henry's a great point of contact, a great point of contact to talk about Lead Gen. So if you do have any questions, um, do reach out to Henry about that. This has been a fire episode. I love talking about Lead Gen. I love this topic, and I think one of the big takeaways that uh, that you guys should take from this is you have to deploy patience with Lead Gen. Um, you know not it's not you get what you pay for but really you need to understand that there is time that it takes for that lead to become a quality lead you're not going to get a quality lead overnight because you have a cool ad it's going to take time to nurture that lead to not just breed them into a customer but you want to breed them into a long-term customer so you need to give some consideration to that journey 
on how they came into your ecosystem in the first place. So if there's any takeaway from today, I would say that is it. But again, if you have any questions, you can reach out to me, Jason at merge.ca. You see my social at jhuntofficial. Thanks again, guys. Don't forget to catch the Merge Marketing Podcast on your favorite go-to podcast platform and uh, give us a five-star review and subscribe. Thanks again, everybody. Don't settle for good. Be great. See you soon.